Market View on Money FM 89.3. We're coming to the end of yet another memorable month, and it seems that there are more signs of market sentiment and confidence being tested, especially since the Straits Times Index spent most of September actually below that 3,100 level. And with more signs of perhaps market uncertainty coming from a potential Chinese uh, China slow, uh, economic slowdown, and also the prospect of tighter monetary policy and rising rates in the United States, what might this actually pretend for, a, uh, for Singapore's markets? especially given there are also signs and worries that the plan to gradually reopen the economy might be stalling due to the recent uptick in COVID-19 infections here. Well, to help us recap the month that was, once again, we are joined on Money FM 88.3 by Mr. Terence Wong, the CEO of Azure Capital, to help us uh, share his thoughts on the last four and a half weeks for Singapore markets and what he's expecting in the fourth quarter of the year. Terence, thank you so much for joining us. Glad to hear you and your loved ones are still safe and in good health during these times. And welcome back to the show, sir. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Good evening, JP. All right. So, Terence, you know, there are signs of market nerves that we saw and we took note of last August that seems to have picked up again this month. The SDI has fallen below 3,100 in more convincing fashion. Global markets looking a bit shakier than we've seen in recent times. How have you been regarding the recent turbulence and the slight uh, testing of courage and, and, uh, and optimism for local equities? JP, 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 you sound like such a pessimist. You look at <laughs> Someone has <laughs> the, to be, sir. <laughs> but, you know, tell, tell, tell us why it shouldn't be. <laughs> oh, oh look, look at STI. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not cheering for it right now. But then uh, over the month, it has like eked out slight gains of 0.8%. And that really uh, stacked against the other major indices. Uh, we have uh, outperformed. The Hang Seng Index was down. I think over 3%, the U.S. markets, Europe, uh, all down between uh, 0.5 and 1.1%. So, well, all things, uh, not like taking things into perspective, uh, STI was actually not uh, too bad. Uh, global markets obviously uh, felt, the, felt the hit, you know, due to Evergrande saga. Uh, that weighed heavily on the china focused markets uh, in China, in North Asia, in Hong Kong particularly, uh, that was especially hard hit. Uh, what I think is assuring is that our Singapore banks, uh, which is a huge uh, constituent in the index, uh, they do not have a direct exposure to Evergrande. Um, and if you look at the overall exposure to Chinese building and construction, uh, they only account for 1% of total loans for our local banks. Uh, property firms in Singapore, uh, most of them do not have any kind of direct exposure. Uh, with the exception of, say, Yan Lord or Capital Corp. Um, and uh, the exposure to the China residential market, I think, in general, uh, most of the companies are still relatively low. Though, I suspect that if the situation gets worse in, uh, in, uh, in Evergrande, uh, that would have a negative impact on our markets. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up China Evergrande there, Terence. It seems like you've answered my next question, which is whether or not we should be worried too much about China Evergrande. But there is another concern now about a broader economic slowdown in mainland China. In fact, uh, you know, we saw talked to economists at Nomura and Goldman Sachs. They've recently downgraded their estimates because of a potential power crisis or power shortage out there. But taking a look at it, if the Chinese economy does slow down in uh, significantly once again in the fourth quarter, how exposed might Singapore Singapore's markets be basically. How worried are you as an investor? Or are you not losing any sleep over a possible China slowdown? Well, I, I think that is a real concern, given that uh, we are increasingly more exposed uh, to China. If you look at the property sector alone in China, I think it accounts for 
something like 25% of the total economy. That's big. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And if Evergrande were to take a tumble, and despite me saying that, you know, the banks here have very, very small exposure or property companies have very small exposure, we will definitely catch the cold. Uh, and like I said, uh, China has become increasingly important. And uh, not only the property side, you mentioned the power uh, in terms of manufacturing, but there, there seems to be like a, there, there seems to be a, a big rejig of uh, the entire economy in China uh, led by uh, Xi Jinping uh, right at the top. So uh, they're hitting like all parts of the economy. Uh, and this reset may be positive in the long run, uh, but in, there, there will be a lot of short-term pains. As I mentioned in previous months, uh, we talked about some of the factors that will be hit by this. And, and I think uh, that will have some impact or probably impact uh, on the region. All right. Uh, Terence, coming back closer to home, and if there's one thing that's been persistent over the last year and a half in terms of uh, market uh, uh, headwinds, it really has been COVID-19. And over the last couple of weeks, we've seen infections here trend higher in Singapore. And while the goal is still to live endemically with the virus, restrictions have been tightened up somewhat, again, to counter the rising rates in the ICUs here. Now, surely this can't be helpful for market sentiment either, or do you think that some of the COVID-19 uncertainties have now been priced in for the most part for a Singapore market sentiment? Well, first, the big numbers. I, I think most people are familiar with. I mean, right now, we 82% of our population mm-hmm. has uh, completed the full regimen. Um, and I think uh, if you just talk about the single shots, plus single, 85%. Um, and what is, I, I think that is one of the best uh, globally. Uh, even my grandmother, right. uh, she's 96, so she'll be taking a second shot tomorrow. Wow. So, and I, I think that uh, we have a lot to actually to be excited about. Uh, of course, the current outbreak is just helping things. I mean, we saw almost 2,000 cases a few days back, right? And uh, it seems like we have made a big U-turn back to the peak, uh, which we saw uh, last April. Uh, it is going to be a bumpy, right? And if you want it to be endemic, you probably need to like bite the bullet a little bit. Sometime down the road, we're confident of you know, our capacity and the occupancy and the, the ICU uh, side of, of things and, and make sure that the healthcare system doesn't break down. Uh, that's good. But then I, I think that uh, there are times where we need to really take a step and be bold. And, and that is what an endemic is, is all about. Um, but if you look at the market itself, I think that all these uh, COVID on-again, off-again measures uh, will hit sectors like F&B, hospitality and travel place, but these are not the core sectors in our markets. So SPI itself wouldn't have a big, uh, wouldn't see a big impact because of all these uh, measures coming on, coming off, all these intermittent measures. But what I think is going to dictate market movements will be more global in nature, more regional in nature. So it is still going to be the external powers that would have an impact on our local markets. Where's Louisa Terrence Wong, CEO for Zer Capital here on Money FM 89.3. About a week after we spoke uh, in August, at the end of August, Terrence, the SJX actually made a big announcement regarding SPACs. And that does make us the first major exchange, actually, to open their doors in the Asia Pacific region. Um, there's uh, just, a, you know, the, in terms of a market optimism, a lot are actually p- hoping that this will actually help 
bust the doors down and actually open the SGX to more listings, especially from the tech space. But does this really improve the chances for more tech listings to favor the local bourse? especially since there's talk of Hong Kong and even Malaysia now trying to quickly follow suit. Um, And and does this also uh, effectively address any concerns about relative liquidity in these markets? Well, I, I, I for one, will be quite confident of uh, things happening. Uh, SGX seem to uh, be pushing this ahead and fairly quickly. Uh, there are quite a few, there are quite a few interesting startups over in Singapore. And I'm sure that if given a chance, uh, they would want to be listed in Singapore. And I think what is, uh, what is quite optimistic about this is that SGX is clearly very, very commercial about this whole issue. Uh, initially during the, when, when you were discussing, you were talking about, oh, you know, companies need to be like $300 million in market cap, but they have lowered that, that down to $150 million. And I think that that is positive for, for listings. And it shows that uh, the exchange is willing to actually push this thing through very, very effectively and to welcome, uh, like put on the welcome mats to many of these uh, tech startups. All right, Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital, thank you so much for joining us today on Money FM 89.3. So many things to talk about, but so little time, but we will have to save that for the next time you can join us on the broadcast. And I'm sure oh, there's going to be a memorable month of October ahead for us as well. Terence, as always, we wish you and loved ones continued health, health and safety during these uncertain times. And we'll look forward to next time you can join us on the show. Meanwhile, uh, stay safe, sir, and uh, have a pleasant uh, Tuesday ahead. You too, JT. Happy Tuesday. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.